This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised. Ill-advised, misinformed, our half-baked opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is the mic on? Welcome to the Hill to Die On. You're listening to A Hill to Die On, a podcast hosted by two stubborn as shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every week, go away to dig deeper, and then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, once gifted children Josie Spicer and Kara Brooks. This week's topic is should you eat food off the floor? Kara, please provide your hot take. Should you <laughs> eat food from the floor? Yes, as long as it's not soup. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I get made fun of in my house because I'll drop something and then I'm like, 30 second rule. And he's like, pretty sure it's a five second rule. I say five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nah, it's fine. It's down there. It's all right. It's not going anywhere. Like, it's, it's good. Like, oh. I can see what's happening to it in those 30 seconds. It's not a lot. Do you have a fucking electric mi- microscope's eyes? Like, I mean, I do have pretty thick glasses. Oh. I mean, I'm no scientist and I do have chronic IBS. Those (laughs) things, like, there could be a slight correlation with the percentage of food that I eat from the floor. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, you just find food on the floor and you eat it. Like, it's food that I have personally dropped, seen drop, and then continue to eat it. Unless it's soup. But a jelly? A jelly is fine. I mean, honestly... (laughs) Yeah, it depends on how gelatinous. Yeah, if I'm being 100% honest, I have dropped things on the floor before that were a jelly-like consistency where I then, like, scooped it with my fingers to, like, if if it was a large amount, to, like, not touch the part that was touching the floor but still get, like, a large quantity of what had fallen. There's, like, a – it's almost like a barrier, right? Yeah. On the ground. Yeah, like, enough just to wipe off. Like what was spilled, but you're not eating the part that directly touched the floor. I mean, I do with other foods, even wet foods. Like if it's apple, whatever, yeah, it's fine as long as yeah. it doesn't have hair on it. And to yeah, even like, they I'll, can pick it off, right? <laughs> I have a lot of hair. I lose a lot of hair. You know, if it's a cat hair, I'm like, oh, that could have been in his. Yeah, it could have been a butthole hair. Yeah, like there's certain lines you don't want to. Is it a pube or a beard? And like, if you have to think, you're like, you know what? I could pass. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. how much do I want this apple? Will it keep the doctor away? It will probably bring the doctor to my door if I eat this piece that was on the ground. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's the other part of the rhyme. It brings the doctor to the door if you ate the piece that was on the floor. (laughs) It's fine. It's not the floor isn't fucking lava. Like it's not gonna kill you. Um it if anything, it would make you I'm once again not a doctor, not a scientist. I would think it would make your immune system stronger having a little bit of bacteria because you're not being fully sterile. I've d- dived into this really deep and I haven't asked you. So, should you eat food off the floor? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, like, same hill. Like, same hill. Same hill. And again, not a doctor, not a scientist, but, but, but use your own discretion. Like, yeah. if it lands in a turd or adjacent to a turd. <laughs> you should ask why that turd is on your off. <laughs> What's person? the turd doing there? <laughs> But if it's your turd room and you drop food. <laughs> like maybe pass. You know your turd room. Yeah. Um, Everyone has one. Yeah. I call mine the bathroom. I call mine the car hole. Sorry. <laughs> but also Sorry. like why are you eating food in the bathroom? <laughs> Yuck. Actually, my shower is in the same room as my toilet and I've had 
mango in the shower. Oh, that sounds pretty nice. It's, it's really good. You've got a hot day in Melbourne tomorrow, Cara. Um, if you can pick up pick a mango up for yourself, you mm. should take it home and just like go to town on that motherfucker in a cold <laughs> shower. It's so good because like you can just actually eat the entire thing and it's just washing away. It's great. Yeah, it's anyway, not making a mess. Yeah, that's like mm. the opposite of dropping it on the ground. It's like the yeah. cleanest mango you'll ever have. That's so that's true. why I'm allowed to have floor mango because I have shower mango. Yeah, some things are just worth it. Um, but I will say, and I'll, I'll find the actual study in preparation for next week because I'm sure I'll butcher it. But someone has done a study of like the five second rule before based on different floor coverings. So I think they did um, hardwood floors, tiles and carpet. And out of those, which one do you think had the le- least amount of bacteria contact in five seconds? Oh, the fact that you're asking me makes me want to say carpet. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> because, like, <laughs> because um, I was like, I would have just said tiles because like in my mind, I'm like, tiles are clean and yeah. shiny and like not a lot of stuff can stick to it. But um, from memory, it was like the way that carpet is, the food's just on the top layer and a lot of the other shit gets caught and weighed down. Like in the fibers. In the fibers. So it's yeah. like, whereas like just shit on the surface and there's no um, depth to tiles and stuff like that. That's from memory. What I remember of that study, I could have possibly taken away um, something completely different. So if I if I drop something on the carpet and even if I'm like, oh, probably maybe shouldn't eat that, I'll be like, no, it's okay. That, that study said carpet's the healthiest for you, right? <laughs> like. You're like, would I eat it if it was on the tiles? Yes, therefore it's fine. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, definitely. I think it has to do with your excitement of the specific food as well. Cost mm. and excitement because I had this whole bowl, um, Heinz, I believe, to do um, butter chicken in a can, which is oh, probably. That sounds repulsive. But yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> but it exists. It's a thing and you ate it. That's fine. I dropped an entire bowl on my white bed sheets. But Ooh. and I had this no no wonder that dude fucking just like ghosted me like <laughs> less than a week later. I was scooping up butter chicken and he was like, put it in the bowl. What are you doing? I was scooping up the butter chicken and putting it in my mouth. That that was cotton. And I was just like, I don't care. It was just like some sort of weird animal desperation came over me. I thought you meant like a week later a dude came over and saw the stain. <laughs> <laughs> That would look like something else. <laughs> it was the worst looking stain I've I've probably know. ever made. But yeah, no, I think it's it's fine. Um, user discretion is advised. I feel like I broke your rule of no soup because I feel like that's it was quite soupy. There were chunks. It was like a stew. <laughs> but it, was, it, was, stew. It, it was a stew. Like I wouldn't say you should do a chowder that's fallen <laughs> on the floor either. So I mean, stew has chunks. If the chunks are salvaged. But I think I was going for the sauce too, Farah. Yeah, right. But it was on a bed. It wasn't the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my bed's much better. Those lovely skin cells. like <laughs> Skin cells, particles. Like... Do you say particles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, I remember reading, or maybe I saw it in a documentary. There was some sort of some sort of way that I acquired this knowledge where there was a study done about um, jeans, like how frequently you should wash your jeans because it damages your jeans. And they did a study uh, where it was a day's worth of bacteria, a week's worth of bacteria, like without washing, and then a year. And they basically found that a week to a year, that was no different. 
So they were like, you never really have to wash your jeans is what came out of it Uh, because the amount of bacteria doesn't really change that much. And like the only issue is like it might smell weird or something. Then it's like you can wash it or you can just freeze them. You can spray them with vodka. Oh. You can do things that like kill the bacteria without actually having to wash the gym. So there's like a there was like a, a limit. It reached maximum capacity and then kind of yeah, yeah. basically. So I yeah, I wonder if that's the same with like five second rule to a thirty second rule. Like obviously if you left it there for days, like there's more debris falling on top of it. Okay, Kara. Okay, well I will speak to you in a week. Yeah, yes. Play the time walk music. Kara, it's been a week since we last spoke and we decided to go away to figure out whether or not you should eat floor food because we were both on the side of, yes, it's fine to eat food off the floor. We thought that you'd go away and explore reasons that it's like okay to eat food off the floor and I'd go away and explore reasons why maybe you shouldn't. Yes. Shall I start considering I ultimately still am remaining on my hill as a bit of a spoiler, (laughs) just kind of get the the argument against yeah sure yeah okay so basically when we ask should you eat food from the floor a lot of that question is actually embedded in the idea of the five second rule this is more or less a piece of food safety folklore that says you have like a five second window wherein the food dropped on the floor won't have been contaminated so it's okay to eat I don't believe in that myth yeah I'm not sure anyone does right like it's more just a like it's fun to say and makes you seem less gross, but it's like, does anyone actually think that? I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could see at least kids maybe believing it. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe. But since I'm taking the position of someone who does still believe that there's a lack of contamination, I thought I'd explore the current literature that's like disproving the myth of the five-second rule. So in the United States alone, approximately 1.4 million salmonella-derived foodborne illnesses occur annually. And that's just with salmonella. And there are so many other kind of foodborne bacterium that can infect you. So, I mean, wait, how many million was it? 1.4? 1.4. And they've got, what, like 300 million people? But that's just salmonella and there's a whole bunch of other... Yeah, that's actually quite a lot of salmonella. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, it is still 5,000 too many, but there's about 5,000 deaths per year. Wow, okay. Due to salmonella-related illnesses. Yeah, so... I learned that. And I also learned what biofilms are. Did you come across this term at all in your research, Kara? I did not. Okay. (laughs) Strap on. It's fine, really. I was just, I think it was because I was like eating my breakfast while reading this. (laughs) Your breakfast, did you you get your breakfast from the floor? I was just eating biofilm for breakfast, (laughs) um, which is a term used to describe like a microsurface environment that bacteria are able to exist within. Um, So usually they're comprised of something called food purge, which just like, (laughs) yeah. which like may contain like proteins, carbohydrates and fats that protect like living organisms from dehydration and cleaning. So like even like antibacterial stuff, if there's like this certain mix of fats and proteins and and everything, it's kind of creates a film that, yeah, envelops like nasty stuff. So cross-contamination and household surfaces seem to be a pretty decently sized field of study in microbiology, particularly since there are so many different like surfaces contaminants and other variables to work with but there was a bit of a gap when it came to surface to food 
contamination rather than food to surface. So like, you know, how you're like, oh, you put raw chicken down. What's that going to do to a surface? There wasn't much going the other way. But there were a few. I I found two studies in particular that explored basically the five-second rule. Both of these studies will be cited on the episode footnotes on our website if anyone wants to have more of a gander or like explore the topic further. But basically, the first study was published in 2006 in the Journal of Applied Microbiology, and it aimed to determine survival and transfer rates of a particular salmonella species from wood tile and carpet to bologna and bread. Every time I read bologna, I kept saying bologna in my head. Like bologna. I just kept... Well, we call that Devon, right? Yeah. So, I mean, in Australia, it's Devon. Now, this is possibly the study that like, I kind of vaguely referred to last week. Oh, yeah, about the carpet being... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's one of the two, like, because they both found that carpet was, like, the slowest to transfer Mm -hmm. bacteria. So, but there were other findings, like, in this first study that I think are worth exploring when you're talking about the five-second rule. In all experiments performed on all the surfaces, after five seconds of the bologna or bread being exposed to the surface, there was more or less just as much bacterial contamination as there was after 30 seconds or 60 seconds of contamination. So, um, I think it was, it's kind of like what you were saying before, uh, like last week with the genes. It's like, yeah, like what's the point, you know? Yeah. Just leave it there for a whole day. Why not? The 30 seconds and 60 seconds not increasing the rate of contamination. That was in relation to a surface that had only been contaminated with the bacterial biofilm for less than an hour. So, like the piece of carpet or whatever had only had the bacteria on it just chilling out for less than an hour. Whereas when they put the bacteria on a piece of carpet or tile for like, eight hours before conducting the experiment, they found that a difference in contamination between a food being on a surface for five seconds, 30 seconds and 60 seconds was observed. So if you've got like got a bit of tile that hasn't been like mopped. I was going to say, is that more indicative of an actual household then? Because it's not like you just mop the floor and drop something like, you know, yeah, you might. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. It's probably been there for longer than eight hours. You're not like setting a alarms to wake up and like go and mop your fucking floor yeah and then you're never purposefully dropping your food either right like so in that case leaving it for longer can affect the amount of bacteria or at least salmonella Mm -hmm. yeah the amount that goes onto it um so i thought that was interesting and again it was found that the least amount of transfer at like five seconds was the carpet. And again, like that has to do with like surface area and the way that um, the fibers are constructed and and the yeah. way that the bacteria lives on the fiber. Yeah, like what's actually touching the food and stuff as well would be less surface area than what the tile would be. Yeah, and that kind of leads into my second study which kind of briefly discussed how the food itself is a huge factor i mean there's so many variables like that's why in the end i'm like it's probably fine Hmm. the second study i looked at was published in 2016 in applied and environmental microbiology with the running title is the five second rule real the experiments conducted use multiple food sources and multiple surface sources the bacteria used to inoculate these surfaces was klebsiella aerogenes apparently. I also came across that. In the discussion of the paper, they noted that the contact time between surfaces the bacteria used 
and varying food and contact surfaces are highly influential in the varying results as are other environmental factors such as temperature and even the pressure applied between the food and the contact surface could affect results. But it did find that out of all the food sources they used, watermelon had the highest rate of transfer regardless of contact time. Because it's mostly water. Well, yeah, the, like the moisture content like is more habitable and also it provides a flatter, more uniform surface than some of the other foods that they use such as like gummy candy. And then they refer to some other studies where they found the same with like cucumber and stuff like that. Flat, moist things. You don't want to be eating that probably. And like that's the stuff that's probably going to have visible hair on it. So that's like a, a visual yeah. indicator that you might not want to eat it as well. And then during that discussion, they also referenced a Mythbusters episode where it found that the difference in bacteria between two and five seconds of food being on the floor, the difference was negligent. So if you're someone who still believed in the five second rule like no as soon as it touches the floor there's contact um they just pounce basically and like while all of this is fascinating to learn and like reiterated the need to keep your surroundings at least kind of clean i still think that the occasional floor food is fine our phones are so filthy and we put oh, our fingers God, yeah. in our mouths all the time and you know we eat with our fingers all the time i don't see how eating a biscuit after it's been on the ground for five seconds will do exceptional harm to you but of course i'm not a health professional and especially if you're immunocompromised like you know don't definitely don't take it from me <laughs> yeah so do you want to discuss kind of what you found this week cara sure so i mean i did not do the same level of uh thorough research <laughs> i guess because a lot of a lot of the uh articles that would be talking about uh in favor of eating food on the floor weren't quite as scholarly let's say but i they still reference studies so one of the things i'm gonna read off a few sort of like what i took from each article and i'll preface mm -hmm. with the article it does move up in quality like the first two <laughs> from not too reputable papers but then i move on to so the first one was sydney morning herald it was an article published in 2015 by livia gamble so basically the uh, aston university which i hadn't heard of apparently it's in birmingham in england their school of life and health sciences conducted a survey and they found that 87 percent of people would eat food after it was dropped on the floor so we're not alone in this. This is a lot of people. How many people did they ask? Sorry. It didn't say because, you know, this is Sydney Morning Herald. So. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, no, because I actually asked twitter if people eat off the floor and it's oh what did you get yeah um so i asked do you follow the five second rule when you drop food on the floor and 86 percent said yes yeah there you go that's pretty bang on yeah <laughs> and the people that said no were they rich <laughs> they can afford the wasted food <laughs> no um i think they misinterpreted the the question because then they were like yeah no i'll eat it if it's like dry and so it's like oh so you more or less do eat off yeah the it's floor. like common sense dictates yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah but yeah the lead researcher in that study was um a man named anthony hilton and he said that transfer efficacy is extremely low hence the five second rule and there were like a lot of factors to consider when you can you know whether or not to eat the food one was the water content of the food so moist mm -hmm. foods are more likely to pick up bacteria which you've discussed um the type of floor which you've also discussed so carpet versus hardwood tiles or laminate um obviously carpet being the better option although i feel like wet things on carpet is just gross because yeah. it gets right in there but like anything dry on carpet 
obviously preferable. The sugar and the salt content of the food was another one. So there was um, a Manchester Metropolitan University study where they found that ham and also jam picked up (laughs) no no bacteria. So if the salt and sugar content is high enough, it actually prevents the bacteria from taking hold. Yeah, if it's a really salty or a really sugary food, you're actually probably fine. And that made me feel way better that they even put jam in there considering my story last week about scooping it off the fucking tile. So... That's actually really interesting. And and like my thought of that, this is probably absolutely not the case, but both of those are preserved foods, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. that nature of it may be slowing down. Yeah, exactly that. Which I guess bologna as well. Same concept is super preserved, you know. The other factor was how clean is the floor, which I'm going to take a little bit of a deep dive into cleanliness a bit Ooh. later on. So anyway, that was one. So I found all of that pretty interesting. It was things to think about. It's almost like a checklist you can run through in your mind. You know, like water content, where did I drop it? Is it really sugary or salty? Uh, and how clean is the surface <laughs> I dropped it on? Like they're all, and I feel like you sort of automatically, you maybe not all those things you would naturally consider. I think definitely um, the, the last one you would. <laughs> but the other article was even worse. It was in the Daily Mail. Um, it was an article by Nikki Harley published in 2012. And that was saying how dried fruit and cooked pasta after three seconds on the floor showed signs of Klebsiella. I'm thinking that's how it's pronounced, that one you talked about before. Oh. Um, and so that bacteria can, it was saying it can potentially lead to a r- wide range of diseases like pneumonia, UTI, septicemia, soft tissue conditions. Because I tried I tried reading up about like that um, Me too. bacteria as well. And it was like, <laughs> it's like, it just really loves giving you infections or contributing to infections. Yeah. And I was like, It gross. just makes everything worse. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a lot of shit. Yeah. And things that shouldn't be connected and yet it's making them all worse. So yeah. But they found, like, having said that, so dried fruit and cooked pasta, not good, but you can see how that would have, like, a high water content. Also surprised me, though, because dried fruit usually is pretty sugary and pretty preserved. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, but then they said, like, biscuits, which it seems just to be the go-to constantly, were fine after 3, 5, and 10 seconds due to the low water content because Hmm. low water activity level equals low adhesion ability. Right, Um, okay. So, yeah, the more water, the more it adheres, which would make sense as to why watermelon was, like, soaking it all up. Watermelon on a tile, it's both flat surface and water. It's just, like, bacteria central. And I'm pretty damn certain I've eaten water eating watermelon off the floor so. i know i have yeah. <laughs> i also just like run things under the tap and i'm like it's fine actually uh it's been making me pay attention this week to things i have dropped on the floor and i want to say i've been especially clumsy this week and i've probably done it over 10 times like dropped things serious, on the floor. Dude? yeah but it was like granola clusters right and, so, and I was eating them because I didn't even think about it at first because I didn't start researching this until a few days ago. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then last night I dropped an ice cube on the floor and I threw it like in the sink like to throw it out. And he's like, that's probably the one thing that you could have just rinsed off. <laughs> and I was like, no, but it's water. It's like pure water. Like, I don't trust that it's like melted into the ice already. Like, no, On a tile it. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So also this article said something about mopping once a week, like that was normal. And like, I don't know about everyone out there, but personally, no. Like, that is not what happens in this household. That is not my household. (laughs) I could see how that's, like, viable, but that is not me. Yeah, same. I think, like, Hugh is the only person that mops this house, actually. (laughs) 
because I am shit. The next article I read was a New York Times article by Dr. Aaron E. Carroll. So this is where we're stepping up a little bit. He is a professor of pediatrics at Indiana University School of Medicine. Uh, The article was published in 2016. And he said, our metric of concern should be how many bacteria are on the floor compared with other household surfaces. Okay. So there's so many places in a house that pose more of a concern than the floor. So there was a study by Charles Gerber. Um, He's a professor of microbiology and environmental sciences at the University of Arizona. And in 1998, him and his colleagues were researching how well cleaning products could reduce coliform bacteria counts on household surfaces, so like the bacteria colonies. Mm -hmm. Um, They measured various locations in the house before cleaning. And I have the figures. (laughs) No. Um, So this is, I'll go by the surface and then mm-hmm. give you what they harbor on average and the like the way that it's sort of quantified is in colonies per square inch so per square inch of surface area so the this is going from least to most okay there's eight listed okay, okay. the least is toilet seat oh yeah yeah and that was 0.68 colonies oh that's per clean inch. yeah and i think it's probably because most people clean their toilets pretty regularly or like clean yeah. the seat at least and it's just got your skin on it like it's you're not shitting hopefully on the seat. Speak <laughs> for yourself, Cara. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second, so it's a bit more, but you know, it's it's all right. Was the bathroom counter, and I think that's probably from the same reason, you know. And a lot you're of wiping bathrooms it down. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of bathrooms are white. Like it's really obvious when it's dirty. It was one point three two colonies per square inch. Yeah, but not bad. Like you know, could be worse. Number three, the kitchen floor. Oh, that was two point seven five. That's pretty good. Yeah, we're in. The, we're not even halfway. Like that's yeah, from the bottom. All right, yeah. all right. Um, so this is saying these are the places that are worse to eat food from uh, than your kitchen floor. The fridge handle. Not that you would eat food from the fridge, <laughs> handle, but you would likely touch it and then touch other things. So absolutely, go straight I mean, in the food. Yeah, like you touch it just before you touch your food. So, um, that was five point three seven colonies per square inch. Oh, Cara, I rarely uh, wipe. Like I can remember <laughs> wiping my fridge handle because I'm like, this is a neat place to clean. I haven't, I haven't cleaned it before. Yeah, like you wipe it and you're like, oh, that was a lot of dirt and then leave it for another two years. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Number five, the kitchen counter. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, so the counter is actually worse than the floor. The counter oh. is 5.75 colonies per square inch. Sorry, so what is the jump from the floor to the counter then? 2.75 up to 5.75. Okay, never mind. That's a jump. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty significant jump, I would think. This is where it gets really jumpy. Like now it's going to go mm. you know, threefold. The bathroom faucet. Okay. 15.84 colonies per square inch. Shit, and is that like the taps, like turning it on and off? Yep. Oh, fuck off. Seven, the flush on the toilet. <laughs> so that is 34.65 colonies per square inch. No, stop. Um, I this touch is- all these things every day. Oh, no, wait until we get to the worst. So this is number eight. And this is something that is in your kitchen. And it is the worst by far. Like, you can't even quantify how bad this is. Do you want to guess what it is? Is it like um the sink drain? No, but close. It is the kitchen sponge. Do you want to guess how many uh, bacteria colonies? 80. Higher. No, fuck off. Are you serious? 120. Higher. 200. Higher. No, 500. 
Hi. <laughs> What? Um, are you ready? <laughs> are you sitting down? 20 million. 20 million colonies per square inch. And I'm. Yeah, and that's what you use to clean the other things, which I think that also shows you the transfer rate must be pretty small between things. Right. It's something so large that you use to clean the counter, and then the like, counter only has that, you know. Right. Like it's literally yeah. sponge. Like p- perhaps it's literally sponging up those colonies. Yeah, exactly. And it also should be pointed out that it is on average. Like Hugh, because I drew it up in a chart and then I showed it to him. And he was like, that, he's like, that wouldn't be our sponge because he fucking like washes it out and properly cleans it every night and like lets it dry. You know, so mm, it's like mm-hmm. you know, but the most people, like on average, I don't oh, you let it get a, stay a bit yeah. moist. Yeah, like, like they don't take yeah. super good care of it with that in mind. Whereas, yeah. yeah, some people do. Like I would think intuitively, like you're probably better. Like if it's a sunny day, hanging it out on the clothesline is like yeah. a better way where it can dry. Like it actually is airing out. Yeah, and, and so like Hugh, if he's like cleaning it and drying it out that's probably better i imagine so other gross things money is filthy oh filthy so 94 percent is colonized by bacteria and of that seven percent is pathogenic to healthy people seven that's pretty substantial it, it is and 87 percent is pathogenic to people with compromised immune systems so that's huge don't use, use a card at that point just tap and go like, it, like the like, iphone thing is what or I maybe do. don't use your phone because phones are fucking oh gross yeah too. so like maybe just use a card and keep it really clean <laughs> but um so it was saying like if you pay for food and then you eat with your hands mm-hmm. after touching the money, that's terrible, you know? Like, I mean, I guess that's why some people carry, like, hand sanitizer and stuff. But personally, like, as someone that cash handles sometimes hundreds of times a day as part of my job, like, that's terrifying and revolting. That's so bad. Right? And, like, money in the hands that held it are probably way dirtier than my kitchen floor because yeah. people are fucking gross. I want to acknowledge that, like, pointing out grosser things doesn't make the initial act less gross. Like, if we're talking about a murderer and then I'm like, okay, but have you heard of Nazis? Like, it doesn't make the murderer less abhorrent. Like, right, it's not, right, right. I think it's it's more about saying, like, you're exposed to really gross stuff, like far worse things every day. So if you're going to judge someone for eating off the floor, like, maybe think about did you wash your hands after paying for that meal? Or, you know, just other things that you're, you could be potentially exposed to every single day and there's bacteria fucking everywhere because that's the nature of Earth. Yeah. Have you put your phone to your face today? Yeah. And you're probably not dead. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're not dead. It's fine. Prince Philip, are you listening? Kara, <laughs> <laughs> was your hill worth dying on? Yes. Yes. I think eating food off the floor is gross, but there are for sure grosser places to eat from. And I would be a hypocrite if I said you shouldn't do it because I do it all the time. That whole do as I say, not as I do attitude, I'm not about it. So I'm not, I'm going to continue to eat food off the floor, but on a case by case basis. So how about you? Are you still on your hill or did your research sway you? No, I'm still, I'm still on my hill. The pretend me that believed in the five second rule doesn't believe in the five second rule anymore, but also, yeah, like. The amount of transfer that happens all the time on a day-to-day basis like um, I'll be okay I think the main thing we learned this week is uh never eat anything off your kitchen sponge 
Thanks. Okay, that was our episode on whether or not you should eat food off the floor. You can find us on Instagram at a hill to die on pod. You can like us on Facebook at a hill to die on. You can find us on Twitter at a hill to die on pod. You can shoot us an email at hill to die on pod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, we do now have a Patreon for where you can become a patron for as little as $2 a month. If you head to our website, ahilltodieonpod.com, you can click on the support button at the top of the page and that'll take you to the Patreon. Basically, our first goal is just to be able to break even on hosting costs. We have tiers ranging from $2 to $50 a month. The first level is the Franules for $2 a month, where you'll be announced as a certified Franule at the beginning of a future episode. Other than that, you get to redistribute your wealth and have warm, fuzzy feelings. And then the next tier up for $5 a month is the Fanny Candidas. Uh, it's all the same benefits as the Franules. Uh, except that you get access to Patreon-only bonus content as it comes out. For $10 a month, you can be become a moon unit where you get all the previous benefits as well as a Hill to Die on sticker with postage included. Yeah, you'll be announced as a certified moon unit. Uh, the next level up for $20 a month is the Tory Bacardis. The big one with this one is like obviously all the previous benefits, plus you get to choose the topic of a future episode and we just ask that you please be gentle. I was just trying to think of a bad one that I, I wouldn't answer. And there's not much I wouldn't answer actually. Uh, I don't want to set that challenge out for anyone. Yeah, I think it goes without saying like any Thing that sounds bigoted or that is like too much like mm-hmm. you know there's certain ways you can frame a question that would just yeah. be not okay so yeah exactly and then uh, the crystal chandeliers $50 a month you get all the previous benefits you'll be announced as a certified crystal chandelier at the beginning of a future episode and you'll get a hand-knitted gift made by yours truly it could be a hat it could be a garland of knitted turds it could be a minion little mankini see what happens try me yeah but yeah that's it um of course we'll keep making the show for free this is ultimately a hobby and a bunch of fun and an excuse to talk to my friend but any support would mean a lot to us okay well hopefully you'll tune in next week and also if you could rate review tell a friend you can do that via itunes or most other podcast apps really. Yeah, be greatly appreciated. Bye. Bye.